Hello, boomers. Hello, zoomers. Hello to the greatest generation, the millennials and the Gen Xers, and to the ageless immortals. I am your host, Crystal Clear, and you are listening to more Morgulons. First positive COVID patient all year today at my hospital where I now work as of this week and last week. Um, not great news. Pretty much going to have to cancel Christmas. <sighs> Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, still on. Keep the party going. Uh, but Christmas is canceled here in Atlanta. Um, in other news, I was at the office today. I've got a great office. Floor to ceiling windows. Uh, nice office. Very nice office. And an office which only one person, other than me, has a key to. And uh, she has light blonde hair. I am a strawberry blonde. No one else has a key to this office. I look over on my desk that I've been sitting at for a grand total of maybe five days. Um, And it's meaning it's still... Fairly clean. You can still see most of it. That should last until Friday, perhaps. Um, But I look over and I see... What do I see? A tightly, densely wound ball. Almost perfectly... I mean, I would think it was perfectly spherical ball. A little smaller than a marble. In a game of marbles, y'all. Is anyone old enough to remember those? Uh, Yeah, so... If not, I guess it would be the size of a everlasting gobstopper candy, you know? Um, Yeah, so anyway, brown, dark brown hairball. And this thing looks like it was, like, woven, you know? I mean, first of all, what the fuck? Second of all, what the fuck? Uh, Yeah, I'm not saying... This hairball is aliens, but what the fuck is this hairball? Where did it come from? I mean, it literally, where could it possibly have come from? And also, like, has it just been sitting there for days? I would think that I would notice such an object uh, previous to when it just seemed to pop into existence. Uh, That's Morgulons for you, and that's just another day in the office when you are a Morgie. Do I have COVID, y'all? I told you I was feeling sick. I thought I already had COVID. Do I have it again? Double COVID year. It's a double COVID year. All right. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. I want to talk about, yes, you guessed it. I want to talk about aliens again. But, you know, hey, I just go where the news leads me. There's more alien news. Do, 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 do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we are again in inner space. 
This is an article from December 18th, 2020, The Guardian newspaper. It says, Tantalizing signal appears to have come from Proxima Centauri, the closest star to the sun. By Ian Sample, science editor. Uh, Astronomers behind the most extensive search yet for alien life are investigating an intriguing radio wave emission that appears to have come from the direction of Proxima Centauri, the nearest star to the sun. The narrow beam of radio waves was picked up during 30 hours of observations by the Parkes Telescope in Australia in April and May last year, the Guardian understands. Analysis of the beam has been underway for some time, and scientists have yet to identify a terrestrial culprit, uh, such as ground-based equipment or a passing satellite. It is usual for astronomers on the $100 million Breakthrough Listen project to spot strange blasts of radio waves with the Parkes Telescope or the Green Bank Observatory in West Virginia, but all so far have been attributed to human-made interference or natural sources. The latest signal is likely to have a mundane explanation too, but the direction of the narrow beam around 980 megahertz and an apparent shift in its frequency said to be consistent with the movement of a planet have added to the tantalizing nature of the finding. So they're saying the our sun is a star, the nearest sun slash star, you know, like ours is Proxima Centauri. There's a couple of planets that revolve around it, one which is thought to be you know, possibly rocky-faced and maybe a little bit earthish. Um, there's a radio signal that looks like the kind of radio signals that humans send coming from it, and we don't know why. Um, yeah, so, scientists are now preparing a paper on the beam named BLC-1 for Breakthrough Listen, the project to search for evidence of life in space, the Guardian understands. The beam that appears to have come from the direction of Proxima Centauri, a red dwarf star 4.2 light years from Earth, has not been spotted since the initial observation, according to an individual in the astronomy community who requested anonymity because the work is ongoing. It is the first serious candidate since the WOW signal, they said. The WOW signal was a short-lived narrowband radio signal picked up during a search for extraterrestrial intelligence, or SETI, by the Big Ear Radio Observatory in Ohio in 1977. The unusual signal, which gained its name after astronomer Jerry Amon wrote, WOW! Exclamation point next to the data, unleashed a wave of excitement. Though Emin, that's Jerry Emin, the astronomer who wrote WOW, cautioned about drawing, quote, vast conclusions from half vast data. Launched in 2015 by Yuri Milner, a science and technology investor based in Silicon Valley, the Breakthrough Listen project eavesdrops on the millions on the million stars closest to Earth in the hope of detecting stray or intentional alien broadcasts. The 10-year effort was announced at the Royal Society in London when the late Stephen Hawking called the work critically important. Speaking at the event, Hawking, who saw humanity's future in the stars, said... Mankind has a deep need to learn, to explore, to know. We also happen to be sociable creatures. It is important for us to know if we are alone in the dark. Isn't that the way he talked? It's kind of confusing because my Stephen Hawking voice is exactly the same as my alien voice, but that's okay. You guys get the picture. The challenge for astronomers on Breakthrough Listen and others devoted to finding intelligent life in the heavens is to spot potential techno-signatures among the relentless babble of radio waves from equipment on Earth. 
natural cosmic phenomena, and orbiting hardware that circles the planet. It's no easy task. In 1997, the U.S. alien hunter Jill Tarter, who inspired the character of Ellie Arroway in the movie Contact, detected a potential signal, but it was later found to be broadcast from an antenna on the Soho spacecraft, a joint mission to observe the sun by NASA and the European Space Agency. Though too faint to be seen with a naked eye, Proxima Centauri has come under intense scrutiny from astronomers. At least two planets are known to orbit the star. One is a gas giant, like Jupiter or something, uh, and the other is believed to be a rocky world about 17% more massive than Earth, known as Proxima b. The planet circles its star every 11 days and lies in the so-called habitable zone where the temperature is right for water to flow and pool. But that does not mean water is present on Proxima b. Despite its apparently cozy location, the planet may well be hostile to life. In 2017, NASA scientists used computer models to show that if Proxima b had an Earth-like atmosphere, it could easily be stripped away by the intense radiation and solar flares unleashed by its parent star. Under this battering, the 4-billion-year-old planet could have lost its entire atmosphere in 100 million years. Pete Worden, the former director of NASA's Ames Research Center in California and executive director of the Breakthrough Initiative, says it was important to wait and see what the project scientists concluded. The Breakthrough the Breakthrough Listen team has detected several unusual signals and is carefully investigating. These signals are likely interference that we cannot yet fully explain. Further analysis is currently being undertaken. Others are cautious, to say the least. The chances against this being an artificial signal from Proxima Centauri seem staggering, said Louis Dartnell, an astrobiologist and professor of science communication at the University of Westminster. Who ever knew that those were even majors? Astrobiologist and professor of science communication. Wow. We've been looking for alien life for so long now, and the idea that it could turn out to be on our front doorstep in the very next star system is piling improbabilities upon improbabilities. If there is intelligent life there, it would almost certainly have spread much more widely across the galaxy. The chances of the only two civilizations in the entire galaxy happening to be neighbors among 400 billion stars absolutely stretches the bounds of rationality. It is not only the statistics that look bad. Proxima b is so close to its parent star that it is tidally locked like the moon is to the earth. One side is eternal day, the other is perpetual darkness. It's hard to imagine how you can have a stable climatic system and all the things you need to get from bacteria, which are hardy, up to intelligent animal life forms, which certainly are not, Dartnell added, but I'd love to be proved wrong. All right, can I just say right here that this seems to me to be a very non-imaginative construct to put on the... uh, existence, the possibility of the existence of uh, other life forms in the universe. I mean, just because a planet is inhabitable to our kinds of uh, what we call life doesn't necessarily mean that there couldn't be intelligent life in the form of, I don't know, a virus, a morgulon, you know, like aliens might not be at all what we are expecting them to be based upon our understanding of them through 
uh, art. The search for life elsewhere has been long and profoundly unproductive, at least in terms of trying to find alien civilizations. At the end of the 19th century, the Serbian-American inventor Nikola Tesla believed he had intercepted radio messages from Mars. As far as scientists know from countless observations and decades decades of visits by robotic probes, there is no life on Mars. Uh, the astrophysicist Dame Jocelyn Bell Burnell was poring over a mountain of data from a new radio telescope she had helped to build when she spotted an unusual signal. It was faint, but repeating steps. After ruling out interference from earthly sources, the team considered little green men. The real source turned out to be a pulsar, a spinning neutron star that emits beams of radio waves like a heavenly lighthouse. 1977. Uh, by the way, that last one was in 1967. Uh, it happened to be the year... It happened to be the year Star Wars was released when Jerry... Eamon, an astronomer at Ohio State University's Big Ear Radio Telescope, found something curious while scanning the heavens for alien broadcasts. The telescope was observing a group of stars called Chi Sagittari, maybe, <laughs> when it recorded a 72-second pulse of radio waves. Eamon circled the data and wrote, wow, on the readout, giving the signal its name. Scientists have proposed possible sources, but the signal remains unexplained. 2003, the SETI at home project run by the University of California in Berkeley with observations from the Green Bank Radio Telescope and the recently collapsed Arecibo Telescope also discovered an intriguing signal. The 140 megahertz burst of radio waves known as SHGBO2 plus 14A, creative name guys, was observed three times before vanishing. The signal lies in the waterhole quiet zone of the electromagnetic spectrum, which scientists consider an attractive band for alien civilizations to broadcast interstellar messages. Wow. Well, you know... The monoliths, the Israeli general, the SETI signals from Centauri, whatever it was called, Proxima. Um, the furball on my desk, it all comes first, full circle. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, you know, so much mystery in this universe from down to the tiniest, tiniest nanometer-sized thing, (laughs) like a morgulon stuck in my face that I can't even see until I put it up under 200 times magnification, or something 4 million light years away. You can look at something, but not see it. You can intercept a signal and not be able to hear it or understand it. We are living in a mysterious universe, and thank God we are, because otherwise it would be the most boring fucking existence ever. Um, But at the same time, probably one of life's biggest challenges for every single human being on Earth is accepting uncertainty and the limits of our ability to understand, anticipate, and discover. I still have hope that understanding and discovery are on the horizon. When it comes to Morgulons, don't know about extraterrestrials. Uh, I just know that um, of all the mysteries in the universe, surely whatever is making this shit come out of my face can be explained by someone at some point and it will turn out to be valid.
Okay? Don't know when, don't know who, don't know how, but I know that I'm not just sitting here. I know that you're not just sitting here because you're like tuning in to listen and hopefully it's um it's just all going to somehow putting these energies out there into the universe will all somehow lead us to discovery because really exploration is kind of always the thing that precedes discovery. So explore with me and uh, stick around. Stay tuned. We're going to have more episodes come out this week, no matter how covid things get. That's right. F you COVID. It's almost 2021 and 2021 is going to be more fun, hopefully. All right. Have a great evening. Great night's sleep or a great day if it's morning where you are. Uh, Crystal Clear signing off.